Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and most importantly, everyone else, uh, welcome back to yet another episode of The Real Couple. Um, just uh, to get right into it, uh, you already know this because you've clicked on the episode and it's titled The Movie We Saw, but we went to see Free Guy. Um, and uh, just initial reactions, I personally love this movie. What did you think? I loved it as well. Um, yeah, so, uh, stars Ryan Reynolds, and, uh, Taika Waititi's in it, and several other people, um, but, yeah, um, personally, uh, I remember when they first released the trailer years ago. Forever ago. <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, as soon as I saw that first trailer, I was, I was sold. My, the hype train was definitely moving for me. Um, and I, I think it was the same for you. Oh, it was. Yeah. I've been excited for this movie forever. And then because of the year plus COVID delay, we just never got it. Yeah. Um, it's weird how many movies have been delayed and it's, it's gotten to the point where like, because everything was delayed kind of a similar amount, it almost feels like I forget that anything got delayed. And at some point, like there are going to be those movies where like, they release a trailer and then it gets released like a normal amount of time later. And I feel like when that happens, I'm going to be like, Oh my gosh, this movie came out so quickly. Oh wow. But really it's just the way it is supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. Normal. Um, but, uh, yeah. So this movie definitely wasn't the normal amount of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it it was, it was really interesting getting to see, I feel like they've tried to do it before, sort of the, uh, like, average um, non-special character is suddenly the special character, and yeah. Um, But I thought this movie did it really, really well. Um, As someone who plays a lot of video games, um, getting to see an NPC who's best friends with other NPCs, non-player characters, so pretty much background characters that are just controlled by the artificial intelligence of the game. Um, yeah, like the way he acted and the way everyone else acted felt very, very, uh, true and accurate to real video games. Um, one thing that I thought could have been really interesting is that like, once you've played a game enough, um, even if there are a lot of different NPC models, um, eventually you're going to see the same models over and over. And I was kind of interested to see, like, if there would be multiple Ryan Reynoldses or multiple, um, uh, his friend Buddy. Um, but, uh, as it turned out, like, there was just one of each person in Free City. But, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, getting into the story, um, we start out with, um, Buddy. Uh, it, it's funny, like, I, I feel like with a lot of the movies that we go through, um, as we run through the story, it's got, like, plot beats that I can specifically remember, like, yeah, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And this movie, even though I loved it, trying to run through, like, the order of all the events, it kind of seems difficult to me. It just sort of seems like the whole thing just happened. It doesn't seem like there's a lot. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, he's living life a uh, very generic guy it it seemed it seemed very similar to the lego movie um how we follow emmett um who's average in every way shape and form um and 
then at some point he's at his job at the bank and we we do like the cliche thing that a lot of movies do where we see one day day of his life. life yeah and it's just like this is what every one of his days look like and it's very basic and then the next day everything changes um and so he sees a girl controlled by an actual human character um and immediately falls in love with her and then we find out that uh she's only playing the game because she's currently suing the company that made the game and she's looking for the evidence she needs somewhere hidden in the game um which when i first heard that i thought it was going to be like there's some piece of information that she you know there's a secret level and it's got like the original coding or something or there's a message that someone snuck in saying that they stole her idea or something i I thought it sounded really really ridiculous and once we actually got to find out what it was i was much happier um it turns out that uh her and an old friend of hers played by joe keery uh from uh stranger things um she and him uh, built a game together and then either sold the rights off to someone else or uh, got into business with another guy played by Taiko Atiti. Um, and at some point he pretty much stole their ideas, kicked them out, changed the game, and acted like he'd created it himself. And so the proof that she's looking for is the original build of their game, like the the original setting that he deleted, but there's rumors that there's a way to get to it. Um, And so yeah, all that um, made sense to me. And so when I found out that was where the story was going, I was was very impressed because that seems like something that could actually happen in a video game. Um, So guy Caesar falls in love with her uh, and then spends the next day or so just desperately trying to contact her and then finally realizes that the um, key to, to interacting is to be wearing sunglasses because every NPC does not wear sunglasses but every human character does and so he um, and it shows him in the trailers he, he's able to steal the sunglasses off of someone who uh, steals from his bank on a daily basis. So he uh, puts the glasses on and he's able to suddenly see the world as a video game and like all the different options that he can do. Um, he can actually access them, um, which, yeah, it, the trailers kind of made it seem like he could um, see more than he originally was able to see and that's it. Um, but I was really intrigued that not only is he able to see them, he's also able to interact with them. And so he's just gotten injured, but then he looks over and there's a health pack. And now, because he's wearing the glasses, he can actually access the health pack. So um, if he's not wearing the glasses, even if he goes to the location of the health pack, nothing's going to happen to him. He has to actually be wearing them. Um, So that was... I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And uh, suddenly he just, like, is really intrigued by the world around him. um, Which was a fun concept to see and then he he finally interacts with um the girl whose uh screen name is molotov girl um and so 
Molotov Girl sort of gives him a quick rundown of how the game works, and he starts playing it like she does, um, starts leveling up. Well, she up. sends him away at first. Yeah. Because she says, you know, you're a level one, don't talk to me until you're at least at 100. And he goes, that's a lot more. That's 99 <laughs> more. Yeah. And I, so then he... I forgot uh, about that line. She, like, drops a line that basically says, like, I guess you can, like, play the good guy and get points that way. So then he goes through the game being the hero and, like, stopping all the bad things from happening to people. And that's how he's leveling up and getting all of his weapons and his vehicles and all of that, which makes him famous in the game as he's going through this, trying to, like, impress Molotov girl. Um, Because something they kind of mention is that... Uh, it's it's almost like a little known fact or something that you can actually level up a lot faster and more efficiently if you're like playing the game as a good person, but because the average gamer finds that boring, no one actually wants to do that, and yeah. so um, that's kind of what gets him notoriety is not just that he's leveling up by just being a good person, it's how fast he's leveling up, and so with that speed, people are like, "How's he doing it?" And it's like, well. It's actually like people kind of know about it. Mm-hmm. He's just not doing the bad stuff. And they're like, oh, geez. Wow. Okay. Well, um, and he starts to gain attention both in the game and in the real world as well um, because of his exploits as the good guy. Um, and so because he's getting attention from the game company, they then send in a couple of their guys to find blue shirt guy and to you know, take care of him, uh, which ultimately ends up failing. Um, But then he becomes even bigger, and Taika Waititi basically says, you know, don't get rid of him. Like, he's making us famous. So, um, you know, more people are, like, buying the game and whatnot. Yeah, and one of the people he sends after them is uh, Joe Keery, of Mm -hmm. stranger things um and uh one thing that i thought was um kind of funny and interesting how long they pushed it was that um people in the real world are so um convinced that he is a human player um controlling an npc um, they think that, like, somehow he hacked the game and, and got a generic person as the appearance for his player, or skin for people who play the video game, or for people who play video games. Those are called skins. Um, so, yeah, they just keep on, like, who's this player? How did he hack the system? Yada, yada, yada. And it takes them a really long time in the movie to figure out that he legitimately is a glitched NPC who just figured out a way to start playing the game actively instead of passively being a background person. Um, And so uh, Joe Keery, the um, guy sent after guy, the person sent after guy, um, he is the friend of Millie, who's Molotov Girl, and so he's one of the um, co-creators of the original game that turns out to be sort of the um, fundamental framework framework for this game. Um, 
And so, yeah, he goes after Blue Shirt Guy because he just works for this company that kind of screwed him out of a, a lot of money, but then gave him a job, so he's kind of forced to be grateful to them. Um, and so, yeah, he, he sort of, like, gets to interact with Blue Shirt Guy personally, and then, as time goes on, starts to actually, like, look at him differently. Um, so, uh, at some point, Millie gets uh, information that the thing she's looking for the the piece of information is actually a video um like a, a recording that another player has taken inside this game and so she needs to break into his like stash house his stash house yeah and uh so right as she's about to break in um guy just finds her just figures out where <laughs> she is and uh offers to help um because at this point he has leveled up and so they break in and there's like this big crazy fight scene where she's like really efficiently fighting people and he just he's getting lucky shots well getting lucky shots and also like um doing like advanced crazy like uh, um john wick style fighting but he doesn't have the John Wick personality. So he's like throwing these punches and just like, oh, sorry, that looked like it hurt. And at some point, like, he's able to, like, bend a guy's arm, like, straighten a guy's arm out and then hit it so that he just, like, snaps the elbow. And as soon as he does it, he just, like, screams and almost pukes and stuff. And just the way Ryan Reynolds plays it is so good. I, like, I'm hard-pressed to think of a role that I don't like Ryan Reynolds in. And I would say, nine times out of ten, if I don't like Ryan Reynolds, it's because the script didn't utilize Ryan Reynolds. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine, the beginning of the movie where he's like playing Deadpool and his mouth is open. Uh, like, for a movie where so much about it is going wrong, the times at the beginning where he's just doing Wade Wilson is great. It's not until the end when they sew his mouth shut. At that point, there's nothing he can do. Um, and so, yeah. But, legitimately, I think he played a great Deadpool, even in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, but, getting back to this. Um, yeah, uh, so, the way he just tells all of the jokes. You mentioned the, um, a hundred is a lot. Or mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot more than one. In fact, it's like 99. It's 99 more. The way he says that line is so casual. And so it just, it works. It works so well. Um, he did such a good job in this movie. His acting was on par. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, as an NPC, his catchphrase, like the thing that his character just always says, because it's one of the only things Don't programmed. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Yeah. He like, he says it. Not the exact same way every time, but close enough that it feels like a fundamental part of his personality where he's like not even thinking about it anymore. Um, but at the same time, he, he doesn't really think, he doesn't decide to say it, but he genuinely means it at the same time. Like it, it's, he does such a great job with that. Um, and then he has this character trait where every time he tastes something delicious... He's got the weirdest metaphor for it. 
Um, what are some of the ones he says? He says, um, it's like uh, my tongue had a baby with, with a sunset or something with a sunset or with sunshine or something that was <laughs> a great one um the one that i thought like just took the concept the farthest was uh it's like jesus washed my tongue but right before he finished he told my father that i'm good enough <laughs> <laughs> um and i know there was at least one other in the movie yeah, I can't think um, of what it was, though. Yeah, I, I looked through IMDb, the quotes, and I they didn't have those listed. Um, but yeah, he his character's hilarious. The way he plays it is hilarious. I, I loved watching Ryan, Ryan Reynolds play Guy in this. Um, uh, I, I kind of feel like a lot of the other characters meant to have that same amount of charisma as NPCs. They just didn't quite. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, the way he, uh, Officer Johnny, or however he mm-hmm. says it, that was hilarious. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm just like throwing out all these moments that make no sense to you. Um, but uh, if you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this podcast, what are you doing? Go see the movie. We both loved it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, eventually, um, they figure out that the um, original game they're trying to get to for not free life um true life or i forget I what don't it's remember. called um it's like out beyond the ocean so like you can go to the beach but then like your character can't go to the water and you have to figure out a way to get beyond the ocean in order to get to the original island build um and so as time goes on and as Taika Waititi gets more and more like f- figures out um, what's going on, he is more obsessed with uh, this sequel game he's working on. And he's been acting like it was going to be like an update or um, just like a, a major overhaul of the game that already exists. And suddenly it seems like it's well, a completely that's when new game. Million keys figure out that he's planning on just overriding that first game and that like everything in the first game is going to be gone as soon as the second game launches, uh, which is why they then become so obsessed with saving the first one because that's all their work in the video game that they built and they created. They've obviously realized at this point that Guy is like a living AI that is based on their code um, and that he's, you know, thinking and feeling and acting for himself as like an actual AI character. Uh, So they realized that they were successful, that Taika Waititi did steal their idea, but that they're on this like ticking clock to try to save what they did. Um, And for most of the movie, Ryan Reynolds doesn't even know that he is an NPC, um, which is obviously told to him later as they're trying to figure out how to get to the the land oh gosh i wish i remember what it was called yeah um it it was something along the lines of like real life or true life yeah something like that but one of my favorite parts is so their first attempt to get the video clip from the stash house failed um and then later guy goes back to get it um oh that's right yeah 
uh, meets the guy who owns the stash house, who's actually played by Channing Tatum. The, who like the, the the avatar yeah the avatar is played by channing tatum the guy in real life is oh what was his name maddie car 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 maddie Cargaropel. uh he's in a great many things um also in stranger, stranger things, things. Uh, yeah he plays the, the uh, arcade, arcade owner. operator um He's in oh, a series of unfortunate events. He's the uh, sphere ride operator in Jurassic World. Uh, he's a security guard in um, Logan Lucky, also with Channing Tatum. Um, but yeah, he's he's like this weird actor who never plays someone cool, but he's got like a small role as a dork in a bunch of movies. <laughs> well, and because... Guy at this point has become very famous in the game. Uh, this avatar that's played by Channing Tatum, um, uh, the character or the guy that controls him in real life is a famous streamer, I guess, right? In the movie, in the movie, he's yeah. a famous streamer, yeah. and so he basically is just like, You can have whatever you want, and I'll give it to you <laughs> as long as you, like, say my catchphrase or whatever. And he's basically, like, fangirling out over Guy. Uh, so he gives him the video clip. Uh, he takes it to Millie. They see that, in fact, her game is somewhere in this. Um, and then Guy's like, no, I've seen it. I know it's it's here somewhere. Like, I've seen this. And then they realize that one of his, like, I guess idiosyncrasies of his morning routine um, is to open and close his blinds a few times. And the reason uh, that he does that is because he can see the reflection of that like tropical island uh, in his blinds as he angles them. Uh, And then Millie realizes that Taika Waititi, you know, hid on the face of everything, hid her code uh but he forgot to scrub the reflections which was a concept that like if you tried to put that in a story about the real world it doesn't work but as soon as it's like yeah it's a video game glitch and the reflection is how you notice it i definitely had this moment of like okay i don't know everything about video games but that uh, that that seems like it makes sense yeah i Okay, yeah, I can dig that. <laughs> so I was very impressed with that plot concept. Yeah, so then it becomes a race of the people in the game trying to get past that edge of the game that's at the ocean on a bridge, like, out to the to the island. Um, and they're going against the people in the real world that are trying to stop them and bring everything down. Taika Waititi goes crazy, ends up, like, smashing servers with an axe. Um, Keys ends up getting fired during it as he's trying to help Millie and Guy. Um, yeah, because um, at some point they keep asking him for, like, inside help on the game because he's one of the developers. So he sort of has this... Not quite full-on god power, but it's it's almost like um, when they need him to, he can almost be like an earthbender or like he, he's almost like 
a superhero from other uh, stories, he can like enter into the game and sort of like change the reality of the game in little ways, um, which I thought was really interesting. But there are times where I, I feel like because visually in a movie, it's not that compelling to just watch like a full text conversation, but they keep like calling him up and being like, we need you to help us like get into this crazy thing. And he's just like in the bathroom being like, if my boss finds out I'm giving you secret information about this video game, I'll get fired. And I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that out loud. Right. <laughs> and he's just like walking past people and kind of whispering like, okay, what you need to do is go into this one part of the game and then do this and that'll glitch the game. And if you don't do that, they'll shut down the servers. And I'm like, dude, if I was sitting in a cubicle you just walked past, I would definitely be like, uh, I'm going to let my boss know what I just heard. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if, if you did all that through text conversation and I had to sit there and watch you type out messages and receive new messages and I'm just It'd having be very a very boring. Yeah. So <laughs> I get why they didn't do that. But, um, yeah, there, there's this whole crazy, like, chase scene, and Taika Waititi, at first, um, is getting, like, the game developers to pretty much send uh, aspects of the game to attack them. And then, yeah, when they keep getting away from all of the different things he throws at them, then he goes and starts destroying the servers, which manifests itself in the game as just, like, buildings collapsing and, like, falling and out players, of... like, disappearing... Which, that felt very Infinity War to me. And I was surprised. Because yes. uh, up until this point in the movie, they've put in, like, um, uh, there's a Pac-Man lamp in the back of one of the characters' houses. Uh, the streamer we just talked about. Um, right behind his head, he's got uh, a Deadpool poster and an Infinity War poster. So when everyone's turning to Ash, I was like, are they going to reference Infinity War? And then they didn't. Um, but... Uh, We'll get to it later, but there are some big references that are made a bit later on. Well, and then, as they're nearing the bridge to get out to the island, Taika Waititi tells, what does he call them, art nerds? To release dude. Yeah. Um, In this story, everyone involved in creating a video game is all on one floor of a building. Yes, <laughs> very convenient. hundreds of people <laughs> all on different floors of a massive office building. It, um, it's not like, there's not like a Montreal team working on like weapons and like the New York team is working on the setting and the California team is working on, you know, uh, gameplay mechanics. No, like everyone is they're just right there they're all within shouting distance of each other um so yeah he yells to the art department to uh release dude which is basically a character that they had been working on for the release of the second game that uh looked like guy or blue shirt guy is what they referred to him as and they're like dude's not ready but okay like they keep here's what we have they keep mentioning that like we have like physically like we have his appearance ready but we haven't programmed his like personality and therefore Mm -hmm. he's just like basic knowledge of anything and so without coming right out and saying it they pretty much say this guy's gonna be like a 
mentally handicap Hulk. But like, with Hulk, he, he's like a rage monster. This guy is going to be like, dumber than a bag of hammers and very <laughs> strong. <laughs> like, so they drop him in and it like pans up over this body of just like this massively muscled guy with Ryan Reynolds face and blonde hair. (laughs) Which like in this day and age, the, the special effects, the CGI for that is just decent enough that like it totally works, but not quite perfect. So there is a bit of like uncanny Valley for people who don't know the term uncanny Valley. It's pretty much, um, There are things that are very cartoonish and your brain can look at them and and quickly identify that they're not real so it doesn't freak you out. But as things get closer and closer to real, there's suddenly this uh, area that's sort of like a valley on the uh, charts. Um, But once it's close enough to reality without being a, a real live photograph, the human brain gets freaked out by it. And so that's why like... Um, when they do like CGI de-aging faces and stuff, if it's not perfect, the human brain will be like, what the hell is going on with that guy's face? And like, you can't stop staring at it and it like hurts you. Um, so yeah, Uncanny Valley. There was a bit of Uncanny Valley with, Mm -hmm. uh, dude. Um, but I, I kind of feel like for a movie like this, it totally works. Yeah. And you can tell he's like not, not fully like flushed out yet yeah because like he has the khaki pants with mm -hmm. boxers that like poke up over the top that say game over on the band and then he has a blue shirt tattooed on his pec (laughs) just a tattoo (laughs) of just a shirt (laughs) Uh, and so he starts to fight guy and it's a big like battle of the ryan reynolds is yeah for for quite a while it's just him beating the shit out of guy yes it is and then guy realizes that he can use his sunglasses and his what what are they called power-ups yes is that um, what they're called for some reason the the things in his inventory um he can only use his items in his inventory when he's wearing the glasses that's one of the perks of of wearing your sunglasses um and so he puts those on he accesses his inventory and what does he pull out a lightsaber well before that oh no he pulls out cap's shield captain america's shield first it doesn't like when he selects it you can only see that he's selecting a shield Mm -hmm. and so then the camera's sort of behind him he pulls up the shield and stops this punch and then the camera pans around and it's Cap's <laughs> shield. And they play the, the Avengers theme. Yeah. Like the bum bum, bum bum, ba bum, bum bum, bum. And then it cuts because this is such a like important event in the game. And the game is kind of breaking that everyone is streaming it and just like watching how it's going to play out. So like no one's playing their own character right now they're just watching they're just watching the stream what this this yeah. blue shirt guy is doing and so everyone's watching and then he pulls out the shield and then it cuts to just a random person who's watching the stream and that random person is chris evans <laughs> and he sees the cap's shield and just goes what the shit <laughs> and that's 
all he does in this Probably movie. Probably the funniest <laughs> moment of the whole movie. It was so good. Um, and so he blocks the punch and then makes his other arm, Guy makes his other arm, turn into Hulk's arm. And uses that to knock dude around. Um, and, and then he pulls out a lightsaber. Then he pulls out a lightsaber. And then we get, uh, I forget exactly what theme it was i don't think it was the imperial march i think it may have just been the like opening i i, I don't know for someone Some who loves star, star wars, wars as much as i do i really do need to memorize the names of the tracks but it's the like opening fanfare i think um and that was great and like i feel like our audience was very nice and respectful no one was talking stuff like that but when it was funny they were willing to laugh and then when those references hit, everyone was like, yes, clapping this is great. And cheering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, and... And then he realizes the way to ultimately beat Dude is to give him sunglasses so that he can be distracted by something shiny. Because he's stupid. And so he gets the glasses and immediately like forgets that he's supposed to be beating the crap out of guy and so then he starts he, running around he becomes like a, a non-threat yeah immediately which frees guy up to then go across the bridge and try to get uh to the island which the bridge is another thing summoned by joe Kiri. right um so yeah uh and then his best friend uh buddy um at some point there's like a emotional moment where buddy's not going to make it. And he's like, you know what? Uh, this was a great enough experience just because I got to be here helping you. And it's like, Oh, how emotional. Um, and, uh, while this is all going on at some point, uh, Millie, um, Molotov girls character figures out that guy was designed for the original game by Joe Keery. And Joe Keery based the character off of himself, and that means that he has a crush on her, and she suddenly realizes that she's been oblivious the whole time to this guy who's been standing in front of her all along. And You know, the normal chick flick reveal. Yeah. Um, which... Uh, which the, I didn't hate. The way it all played out, it was great. Um, and... I do love Ryan Reynolds in a chick flick, but... Apparently, Joe Keery can kill it as well in that sort of role. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, um, Guy gets across the bridge. He beats Taika Waititi smashing servers with an axe. He's the only one that gets over there. Basically proves, you know, that Taika Waititi's the bad guy. And that... He did, in fact, steal the original code. Yeah. Um, saves the day and all the NPCs then get to basically go live happily ever after in this utopia, I guess. Yeah. Um, cause I, I guess there's like the concept that, um, people who have been playing this game for a long time have, they're, they're sort of itching for a new game. And so by discovering this new world, it isn't a new game, but it's a, a lot about the game that no one had access to before, so it pretty much is a new game. Mm -hmm. um, however, now no one wants um, Free City 2 because 
that's based on lies. It's it's being made by a guy who didn't actually do all that much to make the first game great. Um, and so, yeah, that gets, like, taken down. He, I mean, the creator's arrested, so that's not going to be a threat to the main characters anymore. So that's pretty much where our movie ends um, with... Millie and and I think, I think Keys. Keys is his name. His name mm-hmm. is Keys. Um, so yeah, they get ends together. with them kissing. Super super in the middle great. of a road. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was very very happy with how the whole thing played out. Um, I think uh, I was looking through trivia on IMDb and it looks like the guy who penned the script also penned the script for Ready Player One. Um, yes. So it's not the same the... producer okay. or director. Oh, is it the same director? No. I believe so. I thought no, because Ready Player One d- was directed by Steven Spielberg. Okay, fine. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but someone involved in the creation of uh, Ready Player One was also involved in the creation of this movie, um, and it shows. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I... it feels like if Ready Player One was like funny and didn't take itself very seriously. That's yeah, kind of what Free Guy is. Lighthearted and stuff. I also read a review that said it's like Ready Player One meets the Truman Show. Interesting, yeah. Which I would agree with that review. Yeah, and I would say um, with a bit of um, not directly, but like the the same kind of flavor of Wreck It Ralph sprinkled on top, mm-hmm. sort of the. You can choose what kind of character you want to be in your life. That concept. Yeah. Um, now, with Wreck-It Ralph, he decides not to be a bad guy anymore. Whereas with this, he just decides not to be a passive background character anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, but with also the flavor of not realizing that he is a passive background character until absolutely. later in the game. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I, w- I would say Ready Player One, Truman Show, and Wreck-It Ralph absolutely um but uh yeah overall i was i was so so happy with this movie um a lot of great lines a lot of great moments um one quote uh so there's a movie there's a moment where guy uh like sort of goes on a date with molotov girl and at some point he just straight up tells her um that he wants to kiss her and so she's like uh oh okay go for it and so like he leans in he starts kissing her and him and molotov girl are kissing and then just cuts away to millie sitting at her computer (laughs) watching this and she's just sort of like terrified but in a way it's so great because like you can tell she really likes it like like likes this relationship she started with this npc but the concept that she's in a relationship with an npc and likes being in a relationship (laughs) with an npc horrifies her (laughs) well and then she's having a conversation with keys in the real world and this is the line that i love (laughs) about like i let him kiss me and he goes there's not a button for kissing and my favorite line is oh he found the button (laughs) (laughs) which got a great reaction from the audience like yeah and the way she delivers the line just yeah it was really really great did i steal your favorite line on that one that, that was the line, okay. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was uh, a moment worth mer- worth remembering. Um, 
we both went through the trivia. Um, I don't really feel like there was any, like, oh my gosh, that's fascinating type of trivia. Um, a couple things real quick. It was included in the 2016 blacklist of most liked scripts, which um, people don't usually talk about it, but I've seen the blacklist um, mentioned on the IMDb trivia of several other movies. I can never, like, remember which ones I've seen it on. But um, one of these days I really would like to do some research and, like, find what the blacklist is. Because um, I guess they're just, like scripts that are constantly circulating around Hollywood and eventually someone will just be like, you know what? A lot of people have read this one script. Everyone seems to enjoy it. I'm actually going to put up the money and make it. Um, one uh, little trivia fact that I thought was really interesting. Um, the high-end sports cars, tanks, helicopters, motorcycles, etc. in the various strongholds are all real and had to be carefully protected from typical film crew wear and tear. At the end of filming, the helicopter flew away directly from the studio. Um, which... Crazy! <laughs> That's awesome! Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, as someone who plays a lot of video games, there were certain things about this that felt very true and accurate to the way games actually play out. There's a moment where uh, Molotov Girl is walking past a bunch of uh, NPCs and she's like saying their cliche lines as she walks past them because she's played this game enough and knows, oh yeah, the person who looks like that always says this one thing. The little girl always says that one thing. Um, and like, I know for me, um, I've played... A lot of the Assassin's Creed games, I've played just a bunch of those like free roam type games, and yeah, NPCs, there's, even if there's, you know, 300 lines of dialogue that get um, recorded, like, the game developers can really thoroughly make a lot of different things that the NPCs can say, but once you've played for 20, 30 hours, you are hearing those lines over and over and over. And so, yeah, that felt very true to, to gaming. Um, yeah. Uh, going through the different aspects of the movie, um, I thought the special effects were great. Um, every once in a while, I like that we... Uh, most of the story is told, like, inside the video game, so everything's live action. But then every once in a while, we get to see the game, like, on the monitor of the humans playing it and then they sort of give the characters like a cgi filter well and then sometimes you also get the filter of the sunglasses going on and off as well mm -hmm. yeah so you um, get to see kind of like three different worlds yeah within it um and the moments when we would get to see what ryan reynolds looks like in the game when you're actually sitting at your computer um I kept feeling like they did a really good job of, like, casting Ryan Reynolds, but also doing, like, the hair and makeup to make him seem like just such a generic human being. Mm -hmm. Like, to the point where if I hadn't seen any other Ryan Reynolds movies, and if this story was told, like, from the perspective of just Molotov Girl or one of the gamers just passing through, I wouldn't look twice at Blue Shirt Guy. He feels and looks like he could just be an extra or mm -hmm. be a background character. Um, 
So, I was very, very happy with how generic they made him look. Um, very unnoteworthy in every way. Um, so, I, I really liked that. The, uh, the cinematography was fine. Um, I... I thought it. I don't it wasn't know. Wasn't like super notable. I don't. No. Like. Uh, I don't know if this falls into the category of court, uh, cinematography, but the concept of like, yeah, we'll have like a helicopter come through right there, or this big explosion right there, or like, um, there's that chase scene where they're like dodging past cars that are being thrown at them, and then like the road raises up into a ramp. Um, just the. I guess maybe that's more... That's more special effects, I think. Well, special effects, but also, like, choreography of the setting, I guess. Like, the way the environment will move. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really interesting and well done. Um, choreography itself, great. I loved all the fight sequences. Um, I think uh, Ryan Reynolds from the Deadpool movies and stuff, we know he has the build and he has the ability to do full-on fight sequences but because he's not an action character he doesn't fight like a deadpool would um so yeah thought that was great um the music was was fun for the most part and then when it was directly referencing other properties i thought it kicked up a notch and that was really a fun ingredient to the story um yeah um Overall, we highly recommend this movie. Mm -hmm. One more thing that uh, we kind of touched upon earlier, um, but not really. Uh, we mentioned that uh, the the one guy who is in Jurassic World and Stranger Things and uh, Logan Lucky, things like that, he plays just a streamer in this story. But when Blue Shirt Guy first starts becoming a thing and it, it shows like his notoriety in the real world increasing, it keeps showing a bunch of streamers just being like, there's this new guy on the scene and it's crazy and I don't know where this is coming from and oh my gosh. And apparently most of, if not all, of those streamers are actual real streamers in the real world. Um, which I think that's really cool too. You're making a movie about video games, so you go to the heavily influential members of the video game world right now and recruit them for your movie. And so yeah, I really dug that concept and aspect um but uh yeah um i'd say that pretty much sums up our feelings we really liked it um it's funny like we haven't talked very long on this episode but i feel like it's just beyond just saying like yeah it's really good definitely go see it it's there's not a lot of like nitpicky details or... yeah it's not an intricate tale even though it's really good um, so I yeah. definitely don't think it'll be winning any awards or anything, yeah, but, but not really trying for them, you know. It's, get it's, some popcorn, go enjoy the movie. Yeah. Uh, definitely worth seeing. It's not on any streaming services, so you have to go see it in the theater, which we're big fans of seeing things in the theater and supporting film through that uh, avenue. So make sure to go see it in your nearest theater. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, um, uh, if you are feeling so inclined, uh, please give us a review and hit the subscribe button, uh, leave a comment if you want, um, if you want to, I know both of us, uh, share this on our Facebook pages and on, 
um, Instagram, and then we also have an Instagram page. You can follow us at The Real Couple on Instagram. Um, and yeah, uh, just so you know, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're both having a blast of a time uh, making these, and next episode soon to come um anything else nope all right see you next time guys